0: Oh, yeah. Oh! Oh!
1: oh. A nut Goodie. Yeah.
0: The big Mystery. This is FPP Film Photography Podcast, episode 152. The Big Mystery, this show...
2: What show?
0: ...is, uh... Who sent the Nut Goodies? Mm-hmm. The Nut Goodies have gotten separated from the letter. <laughs> this happens occasionally here at the FPP. So the question is, who sent the Nut Goodies? Now, in future episodes... We're going to find out who sent them. Because we're going to find the letter. You might
3: as well come clean now. <laughs> That's
0: right. Who sent them? You want a nut goodie, Mark O'Brien? Sure, I'll have a nut goodie. we not spoil your appetite for slabs. we have some slabs of pizza. So, uh, That's what it's called here. That's so what's here in New Jersey. It's called We'll Get a Slab of Pizza. That's so, a lot of nuts. So this is the, the podcast for people who love to shoot film, film photography podcast. That's why it's called. I've, my name is Michael Rosso. I'm a big believer of calling things what they are. Right? Don't mess around. Don't mess around. No. Film Photography Podcast. No. FPP 150. Ooh. Is that a Dr. Diet Coke? (laughs) Professor Diet Coke. (laughs) My name is Michael Rosso, and uh, Leslie Lazenby is here.
1: Hi, everyone.
0: Uh, Mark O'Brien's here. Hi, everyone. Mark Dalzell is here. Yeah, hi, everyone. (laughs) October fifteenth, 2016. This is exciting. This is
1: Oktoberfest.
0: It is Oktoberfest. And you know what I have? Mm-mm.
1: I'll tell you what I have. Not goodies? <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> this is the time of year.
1: Yes! yes!
0: I have in my hands here. This has been refrigerated for, I'm yeah. guessing, two years, Leslie. Uh, at least. Do you have any left?
1: I do have just a couple.
0: D- Mark O'Brien, do you have one?
1: Where are they? This
0: is called the ghost hunting camera. No, I don't. These are fun, Mark uh, Dalzell. You definitely need one. You got mm-hmm. children. Mm-hmm. Always fun things going around on the Dalzell household. So oh, basically, it's I'm a thirty, f- stuff in. Oh, it's geez. a thirty-five millimeter
3: point-and-shoot camera,
0: disposable, disposable, well, one-time yeah, use, Yeah, one-time Sorry. use.
3: And don't forget noise. the basement.
0: Oh, so it says. Mm-hmm. Now, for every sh- every shot that you guys shoot, remember it's going to imprint a ghost in the picture. Cool. So I always say to the person I'm shooting, act scared. And then when uh-huh. they go like this, no, no, act really scared. <laughs> and then when you get your pictures uh,
4: processed, you'll see like there's a hovering ghost.
0: And sometimes it's you'll like...
4: You'll find a ghost in every frame. Mm-hmm. Yes. I love on the bottom that it says, this camera is intended for entertainment purposes <laughs> only. Like as opposed to What? <laughs> I guess if someone gets, like, scared to death. I don't I'm know. Gonna, I'm going to take this out ghost hunting. Smile. To I know. Do not use this to take professional headshots with. <laughs> bridal bridal portraits. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
1: I've used two or three of them, and I do recommend um, stay close to your subject. The flash doesn't reach very far, hmm. that type of thing. But it <laughs> Should they be clothed? That's They, they don't option. have to be. No. Oh, okay. Uh-uh.
4: You get a lot more hits on Flickr.
1: You sure do.
0: <laughs> <laughs> now, Leslie, can people find these anywhere or are these really rare?
1: Very rare now, actually. I have looked for a couple years to get more of them.
0: Yeah. Cannot. What year do you think these were made? Well expired well, two thousand fourteen, so that's mm-hmm. not bad.
4: Oh, that's not bad at all. Mm-mm. That's brand new in
1: in our world. Four hundred. Yeah, I have really searched for these and uh, actually I sat, I yeah. I sacrificed, I'll do stereo. Sacrificed one of these just to scan them to get the ghost processed.
4: Oh, you see a blank roll? That's cool. Yep like it says, take pictures in each room to see if you have a ghost living with you. But <laughs> then all over it says, a ghost in every frame, That's a ghost right. in every
1: frame. Mm-hmm. They're sitting down sometimes. Sometimes they're dancing. Sometimes they're scary. Sometimes. Yes. It's, it's just. Have too you taken fun.
0: this apart to. Fi- like, Is do you know what makes the ghost? I mean, I know it's. Is it already printed? They're simply pre exposed on yeah. the
1: film. So they're pre flashed?
3: Yeah, out of 10.
0: No. So it's if like you
1: just send that in and have it developed and don't shoot a picture, you'll have all the little ghost shapes. It's like on the analog film. Uh-huh.
0: So then you could. Scan them and layer them. them and layer I could. Them. That's
1: yeah. I mean, obviously, the um, fun of it is the per delicious sense. ambiguity, as you I've know, been saying. You but know,
4: Dane did that once with one of, or not, not that Dane, with one of his cameras once. He cut out a little picture of himself off of a E6 slide <laughs> and put it up against the uh, the film plane. So every single picture he takes with that camera has himself it. in it. <laughs> For real? What? Yeah. Auto See, I, have a, selfie. I have a
1: Pokemon camera that does that. It has yes. a pre-exposed Pokemon yes. character okay. in it. Not nearly as scary as having Dane in there. No, but. that's terrifying. Mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> wow, that's really cool. Yeah.
0: Hey, welcome to the show, everyone. Oh, yeah, show. Hey. What show? Yeah, exactly. We're here just chit-chatting about ghosts. <laughs> I mean, this is the time of year. It's you know? true. It is. Yeah, and of course, and if you're... Maybe th- I'll shoot this on Halloween. If you're mm-hmm. thinking, hey, you know, I really would like to, you know, do something ghosty, you guys can go, guys and gals, can go to Amazon.com streaming, and you could uh, rent Henrik Kudos' Alone in the Ghost House. Yeah. Did you see that? One? I did not. Oh, you didn't. You I saw that the one. most
1: recent, which was Amityville No Escape.
0: Yeah, that's not available yet. But Alone in the Ghost House, mm-hmm. uh, of course, uh, yours truly, Michael Rosso, produced it. Did independent.
1: You s- did you do Scare Waves too?
0: I did do Scare Waves. Mm-hmm. It's that that time of year too for Scare Waves. Absolutely. And it's on the Amazon. And if you're, you know, if you're uh, a little thrifty like we all are, and if you have Amazon Prime, you can watch, I think it's Haunted House on Sorority Row. I believe so, yes. Mm -hmm. Part of Amazon Prime.
3: Mm -hmm. For free? Yeah, if you're Prime.
0: Okay, yeah. Oh, you're Prime? Yeah, I'm I'm Prime. Everybody's Prime. Let's get Prime.
1: Yeah. Wow.
0: It's fun to see things kind of, you feel like it's for free, right? Yeah, well, it's it's kind of for free. Yeah. You don't have to pay anything extra.
3: What are we going to talk about this show? I don't don't even know. I have a question. Oh, yes. Do they have this, these cameras and Pumpkin Spice? <laughs>
1: <laughs> A little scratch and sniff on there. Ah. Why,
0: don't we talk, why don't we immediately talk about something that we forgot to talk about last show, mm-hmm. which was an, an unusual film that you have tested. Maybe Mark O'Brien has tested. It's called FPP Mr. Brown.
5: Mr. Brown. Mr. Brown. Mr.
6: Brown.
0: No, I have not tested Mr. 35 millimeter black and white film, ISO 6. (laughs) If you own a Canon EOS camera, you could actually dial down to ISO 6. Did you try the Mr. Brown? I have not. Mr. Brown. Mr. Brown. And I always think of Mr. Brown iced coffee, but I think someone sent me an email mentioning Mr. Brown from uh, Quentin Tarantino film. Reservoir oh. Dogs? Yeah. Yeah.
5: Mr. Brown. Mr. Brown, after the Dicos Cafes. Uh,
0: Leslie, what was your... Well, first of all, it's in the FPP online store. Yep. It's been $2.99, secretly, for all these months, since the summer, when I panicked and called Leslie. I'm like, oh, my God, Leslie. What the heck? Like, all this... I didn't order it. It just showed up in the mail as part of an order. I mean, I paid for it, but it's like, as I say to Mark O'Brien, miles of film. Miles. And I'm like, oh, my God. Like the, my, my head was in my hand because I didn't know what it was. And we kind of
1: thought we knew what it was, but then we didn't know what it was. And I said, oh, I don't think this is what we thought it was.
0: I ordered Blue Sensitive. Yes. And the Blue Sensitive is, was a yellow base mm-hmm. film. And all of a sudden, brown shows up.
1: And the, the base is different. It's thicker, right. tougher. It's not that thin, durable stuff, but definitely thicker. And, and it's it, brown. And then when
0: I filed a complaint in English translated <laughs> you know it was just uh, uh, you know, ongoing then they sent uh the blue sensitive and then the blue was lavender yes lavender based i thought
1: it was super positive
0: yeah so <laughs> leslie like, and i are talking on the phone it, we sound like two crazy people no it's uh. blue well it's no lavender well this one's brown is the Isn't brown it? lavender is the is the lavender supposed to be the yellow or is the yellow supposed to be the now brown? listen to
1: me mike I think the brown but, is the yellow. I think the brown is... I mean, you're like, no, it's, no not it's, it's not the yellow. it's not the yellow. And see what I don't realize... The lavender I've yellow. got this in my head. I know what this is. And then Mike... But see, what the problem Mike has is he's got the language in his head from the country in which this came from. <laughs> and everything they're telling him is like, oh... Mother, you know, they were telling me but all sorts of crazy all things, all sorts of crazy things. So, so this I would Mr. just brown comes so what do you in, I would and just
4: you, send them a message that says, Send me one roll of everything you have because they might have some no. really No, see, exciting that doesn't stuff. matter no, because doesn't. when you
1: order blue sensitive, expect yellow for years, it comes in in yellow, and now it's coming in a different color. Is it blue sensitive? Is this a
4: joke? But they might Has have some changed? really wacky stuff there that you don't
1: realize. Oh, I think they do.
0: There could be a, a new person packing the boxes. They could, could be have a, run out.
1: Could be that theory of they just turn all the lights off, close their eyes, pull something on the shelf, put it in the box, and just giggle. Yeah. <laughs> but I have to. But,
0: I have responsibilities to the people who shop at the FPP store to deliver something that they know what it is. But now here we are in beautiful October, and we know that the yellow, the blue positive yellow, is now lavender. Yes. And the super positive still super positive. Yes, it is. Which is like kind of gray translucent. Mm-hmm. By the way, if you're like, what the heck are you guys talking about? Film photography project, go in the store, 35 millimeter films, and you see all this low ISO hand rolled stuff. That's what we're talking about. The Brown was a mystery.
1: And these are all Shfima films. Yes. Mm-hmm. And uh, the Brown was a mystery.
0: The Brown was a mystery. So what do I do? I press the panic button, call <laughs> Leslie.
1: And he says, I think this is this. So that's how I started out. We think it's this ISO, um, 1.5 something. Yes. And so the, what I usually first do is I, I'll bracket. And okay. And I'm not sure, but I may have even brought those with me, some of my tests. Oh, look at that. Um, let's see. That's MZ3. I don't know, but there's a bracket in here. That. But anyway, I'll do, I'll do a bracket, and I'll do what I think maybe is... What does is, bracket mean? Bracket means... Um, I start at what normally I think it is, and I'll meter for that. Then I'll do a plus one, which means adding one stop of exposure. Whether it's shutter speed or f-stop, it doesn't matter. But you don't change the other one. You don't do this in automatic. In automatic, you change one. The camera changes the other. So you want to intentionally overexpose by one, overexpose by two, underexpose by one, underexpose by two. And then I soup it in what I think is going to be a relatively normal time. With my go-to developer, something that is repeatable for me, which is XTOL. I usually test everything with XTOL. Also, too, we knew with the uh, blue sensitive, it has a bit of a glow to it. Yeah. Because that yellow does not, former yellow does not provide a lot of anti-halation backing. It's simply a dye base. What she about the glow lavender? Around is that it. glowy Lavender's too. Lavender's glowy too. This was not. This stuff was fine grain and sharp and smooth and creamy and dreamy, smooth and creamy dreamy brown it 's mr brown film that 's right that 's the name mr brown film right but it 's kind of what I go through testing, and then all once he says, "I just got another shipment there 's some lavender film in here, so you know it just I was going out every night testing little strips i would. He would send me maybe rolls of 24, but I would cut them. Right. You know, I'd just shoot my six frames or five frames, cut them out in the dark room, load them on, process them, and evaluate, and away we go. But i got to tell you, um, I, I think I s- I'm going to bring this up because I really want this. Um, you said, you really like that, Mr. Brown? I said, yeah. He goes, would you like 100 foot of that? I said, yes, I would. Did I send it? No. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like hundred, <laughs> but uh, so I really don't you know if it's really selling well, of course, and that no, kind I'm of gonna thing. Say no. the, I'm but I really like that film. And see, there was another thing that, that ASA changed. So doing that bracket helped me evaluate what the new ASA was. I started shooting like that all the time with it, doing some push processing or some diafine, and it, it just it just was not blue sensitive film.
0: It's just nice films. It is a sensor.
1: very, very nice low speed film. A little snappy, but not, not super duper high contrast, but super it's a little duper snappy. Duper. In fact, it was not, I did not like it in TD3, the photographer's formulary developer that FPP is now carrying. Yes. It was ultimately just incredibly too flat for that. Okay. So it's not an ultra contrast film, but it's snappy and when i was testing it it was very bright and hot out uh middle of summer type of thing but it gave me very scannable negatives it's very flat it's a joy to scan and for 2.99 a roll right now you thank you <laughs> not for long <laughs> not for long
0: next 2 weeks um
1: and when it's gone when, oh. you, when you don't know what they sent you, how do you get more well, of it? Well,
0: that's the that's the thing. I do. I mean, there's some th- most of the things I don't know, but the things I do know is that when I was trying to figure out what it was, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, is the brown? La- is the brown the yellow? Is it this? <laughs> They're like, no, this is this is a what we sent you with the brown. They said that's it.
1: So, so it is limited, it's but done. it's just a lovely film to play with, and yeah. and um, I I think you'll like it. It's.
0: And uh, of course, all it right. has a uh, all new spoof illustration done by uh, Lauren Bagley, and it is uh, the FPP version of Mister Brown. Have you seen it, Mark? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and uh, I was kind of surprised when I saw it. I'm like, oh, check it out. Hey. Hey, wait a minute.
1: Hey. Who was that? <laughs>
3: What's the ISO? Six. 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 Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You-
1: I was I was blasting them at one three or one point five and three. Six was nice. Okay. Yeah,
3: the uh, six work for you, Mark O'Brien. I don't know. I haven't tried it yet.
4: Have
0: you Have you ever shot an ISO six? I've
3: shot ISO down to one. Okay. Yeah.
4: Okay. Have you shot any ISO six film? Yeah, um, I shot. The w- you had something once that was point three. Remember? Yes. Oh, that yeah. super slow stuff. Yeah. Oh, super was a super positive. I forget what it was. The it was. Yeah, it was some oddball stuff. So, Mr. Brown,
0: thirty-five millimeter limited hand rolled film. It's right now in the film photography store filmphotographyproject.com just click the store tab next two weeks that's our special and it kind of all rolls together because uh, Leslie has been uh, Leslie Mark and all these guys have been using different chem- I'm you know I've always been just D76 that's it but now my you know sort of like my mind has been opened we're now stocking different chemistry at the film photography online store my Kodak wrap would be like, hey, do you want to carry some of this? Have some of that. So now we have HC 110. We have uh, Kodak X Tall. We have the TD3 from the photographer's formulary. Uh, we have. Good
1: old D76. It's not gone, it's there forever. No, we for have you. D76. Uh-huh.
0: And we also now carry a paper developer called Dextall. Dextall. Dextall, yeah. Drop the X. <laughs> Deck Drop tall. the X or the
4: S, depending on how you're
0: spelling <laughs> it in your <laughs> head. X-Tall. <laughs> uh-huh. What do you think Mr. Brown worked best in?
1: I tested it in um, X-Tall because that's, I know what that developer does. Right. And you've got to have a fixed somewhere when you do that. And then I also believe, um, and it would be on Flickr, but I think I also ran it maybe in Diafine, okay. Which is a specialty developer, but sometimes it tells me things about film. But for me, the X-Tall was great, and I... I'm just trying to think what maybe some other people were running in it. I can't tell you right now.
0: But By the way, folks, Film Photography Podcast episode, oh boy, episode 126 was a show we did all about photochemistry. We kind of went down the whole list. We did, and D-76 we talked about what was our
1: favorites and, and that kind of what thing. What they do, and
0: mm-hmm. so I highly suggest you kind of, you know, roll back. We are going to pinpoint and talk about specific chemistry, like, for example, this show, what show why,
1: why x like
0: what what is tall and like why
1: well, you know what well, why do you like xta so why much? do I like x actually, one of the reasons, and I had some notes on this, but i 'm not finding it so you I'll know just, enough about it I just freewheel it yeah years ago when they introduced this Xta first off is a it really only has about three chemical components, and one of them is vitamin C this is a very low toxicity. Developer, I like to use <clears throat> it when I have a bunch of young kids in the studio and they're doing film for the first time. Yes. I got a vitamin C developer, so a lot less less toxicity. And when they introduced this years ago, their big thing was you could and Kodak was always kind of picky about this. Well, we'll give you times for Kodak films, but you're on your <laughs> own with the rest of them. I like that. Is yeah. that how they said it? Well, of course. <laughs> was he wearing actually, a actually the on a original top hat? Kodak? Processors would not process anything except Kodak film. Do you look like the guy
0: from Monopoly? I believe so. (laughs)
1: Thurston Howell III may be more like that. But they gave times for all kinds of films. So immediately, that's the developer I went to in a commercial darkroom. I had times for everybody. Very fine-grained. grain. is a two-part powder developer. You mix up A... And B, and you can mix it at a very cool temperature. It will dissolve. It doesn't have to be like 125 degrees to dissolve everything. So I can mix this really close to my temperature and use it right away. The original formula, well, it's always been the original formula. Go back up.
0: What what temperature does X-Tall have to be to use it? To use it? Yeah.
1: 68. 68 degrees. 68, okay.
0: How many minutes, generally speaking, for your average roll of film?
1: 8 to 10. Okay. But see, there again, there's that... Stock and working solution thing. Stock
0: you could reuse. Do
1: we want to just maybe give a quick rundown on that? There's like four terms for dark room. Folks listening at home yeah.
0: who, who are not home processing. Three terms. First of all, it's so much easier than you think.
1: It sure is. You need
0: really, really quick. You need, uh, you need a development tank and some reels. You buy those together. Mm-hmm. You need a thermometer. Yep. You need... Uh,
1: Typically a pair of scissors. Pa-
0: yeah, a pair of scissors.
1: Uh, some temporary darkness.
0: You need temporary darkness to get the film into the tank mm-hmm. uh running water measuring yes. cups, That's measuring oh yes, measuring mm-hmm. cups, uh,
1: something to hang it when you're dry, hot, uh, yeah. To hang it you know right some kind of a clip lock to hang your it.
0: children somewhere
1: right, and your cat and your cat ca- yeah, no kids hairy.
0: Or, or no children or pets around while you're doing this no <laughs> no,
1: although I have spelled X tall on my cat, and it really didn't hurt him, yeah,
0: yeah, uh, <laughs> and then you could rock and roll with this right. Um, so 68 degrees, and, 8 And you know, minutes.
1: Matt always used to say, Matt recommended that you get one of these plastic milk crates. Yes. And oh, everything yes. would simply fit into it, and you yep. could put it away, yep. get it out. Mm-hmm. So y- I think maybe we should rewind just a little bit. Yes. And with developers, we're saying, oh, I'm doing stock. Oh, I'm doing one-to-one. What does that I mean? mean? What does that mean? Here they go again. I can't take it. <laughs> I need some Mr. Brown. <laughs> developers will mix up. Sometimes you can only use them in this method not, but when we talk about developers later on, it, maybe it'll make more sense. But when you get um, xtol, it mixes up and makes, this is the smallest container possible, five liters. It's making five liters of stock solution. Xtol is a developer that you literally can use right from one, those five liters. You can pour it back and reuse it, and stock you usually can pour it back, reuse it, and keep reusing it. When you make what's called a working solution, working solution is usually diluted from your stock solution. It may be one part stock, one part water, referred to one-to-one, or one part stock, three parts water, one-to-three. There's one-to-two, and there's some larger dilutions um, for something called stand developing and things like that with rhodenol. But working solution is considered, and here's another term that you should be familiar with, one shot. If you take a stock solution, dilute it with water, you use it once. You do not pour it back. You do not reuse it for another roll. And you usually use a working solution, a diluted solution, to make finer grain, sharper grain. That's that's usually the whole point. You want the grain to be finer and sharper, and that's why you dilute it. All in all, you really do get about the same amount of rolls out of it because you're using stock solution over, and you're only diluting for working and using a smaller amount. So in the end, there's really no advantage as far as I'm going to get 50 rolls out of stock, but I'm going to get 100 out of – it doesn't work like that. Right. Yeah. So – we will kind of use those terms.
0: For Kodak X-Tall, how mm-hmm. many rolls will you do for, per one liter if you're doing it stock?
1: Normally, I would have stopped at around maybe 12 okay. per stock. But I mix it differently now. And I do not mix this all up into one container. So when I'm doing X-Tall, and X-Tall, I've always said, dies dies a, a nasty death. You don't know. well. You can't tell by color. You can't tell by smell. You can't tell until you develop a roll of film that it's dead. And when it dies, that curve is swift.
0: So yet what you you effed?
1: You're effed. Very thin. So you do twelve negatives. rolls, then you stop. Yes, but per uh, one liter. Per one liter. So what I've started to do, I always mixed up and stored it all in one container, and I watched that time. And if it went over six months, I threw it away, whether I've done six rolls or twenty rolls, right? Whatever, I just threw it away because I know the history of xtal they no longer offer it in a leader package to make a single leader shame on them i know but they couldn't because the fail the failure rate was great that was too small of an amount of product in that package to have any staying power, and all at once it just disappeared. But so now we have this five liter, and oh, people are upset we, about we, buckets. We <laughs> U.S. idiots, you know, it's going to be a gallon type of thing. I don't have anything that'll hold five liters <laughs> like <And> then, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, make, make
4: a gallon and throw away the rest. Then,
1: well, you know, I've done that too, you know, because or I'll pour it in something small. But so, well, now wait a minute. You go to the dollar store, right? Right. You get yourself a dollar bucket. A bucket. Now you get you go to the dollar. And you get a fresh bucket because I don't want something leaves have been in or Lysol or something like that's been in from scrubbing the floor. So dedicated to, yeah. I also picked up a can of black spray paint. Oh, Mm. how about that? Why? How about that? Because if you save some liter water bottles, or in my case, I save quart coffee creamers. They have a nice flip top, wide top on them. They always hold more than a quart. Don't want to save them? Get them in the FPP store for 39 cents. That's right. And they're clear. Recycled from my mom. <laughs> That's good. No joke. But what I do then is I take those <laughs> bottles because they are clear, and developers really should not have like daylight exposure like that. So run a piece of cellophane tape down the no. side. Spray paint the outside with this matte black paint. Pull off the cellophane. Now I've got a data-tainer with I got a little strip so I can see my volume in there. But the most, most of the container is now black. Two bucks, you're good to go. So you mix this up. In a bucket. In a bucket. In a bucket, you stir it up and you've got A in there. Stir it till it dissolves. Pretty quick. Yeah, I did it. It's very fast. B's in there and all at once it turns like pink.
0: Yeah. Do you notice yeah. that? For
1: just a second, you stir it and it neutralizes, it goes away. Then fill up your liter containers yep. and you put three of them aside. Yep, that's what I did. Absolutely. One, I just put an S on it. It's stock. stock. I can pour it back. The other one is one, dot, dot, one on the lid. Or people listening,
0: you can do whatever you want. If you want to use all stock,
1: then make them all stock. Exactly. Whatever you want, whatever makes you happy. But see, you you can change your mind. If you've got a stock you've never used, you can start pouring that out and using it and just finish using it as stock. That six-month limit that I always put myself on because of experience with XTOL dyeing, now I have got three one-liter units that have never been opened or used. And that did last am, longer. I am now on ten months <clears throat> okay. on my that I mixed the first of the year. I've got one complete one left. Right. I haven't opened, and I have so far have seen no issues with this. So this is really allowing me to get every dime out of this because this is a developer that is more expensive than some of these others. D seventy six. See how
0: much it is over the FPP.
1: I don't know. It's a lot of places it's around eleven bucks.
0: According to the film photography handbook, FPP is the place to go to. You know, buy s- supplies. Well, that's what I've heard. It's a good book. Yeah,
1: read it on a bumper sticker <laughs> once too. <laughs> Let's see what this price is.
0: Darkroom supplies. As the track mm-hmm. man starts to text me,
1: hey,
0: Kodak Xtol nine ninety nine. That
1: is a sweet, sweet price. That's that's fantastic.
0: How many rolls will you get out of those five liters if you're doing mm. stock?
1: Maybe 70 Oh,
0: my God. For 9 Can't beat Cause that. Because you get, no. I,
1: I'm easily getting, out of that stock, 12 rolls out of that. Can this per. be the
0: go-to XTOL for any film?
1: I think so. Yeah. It is for me. I've really not had anything that I'm thinking. I think maybe I used some line separation film once, but I'm not sure that it didn't produce as well as in D-76. Really obscure film. Nothing that. FPP even sells So obviously It doesn't really have A reason to exist But for many, it's, it's my go to
0: For many listeners I think that For me Me all as well I think You know People heard of HC110 D76 I think XTOL Is like new to some people
1: It, it, it is one of their like Newer developers not a more developers. common mm-hmm.
0: Like do schools use it Or not really
1: No it's too expensive For schools They're oh. using that Sprint crap What's it called Sprint, sprint. <laughs> Who makes it uh, Marathon Get Not Marathon Oil But I think it's Marathon is the name of the company. Aren't um, they
0: buying, schools buying buckets of HC-110? No. No? Mm-mm. They're not using Kodak stuff? No. Not in Ohio, maybe. That's right. We it's can't lucky. speak for Our,
1: Pinkerington. Uh, uh, no, <laughs> or Fayette, but <laughs> Lafayette. I'll do a little, I'll do a little, I'll do a little um, Or yeah, for Lafayette.
0: Kalamazoo. What's Kalamazoo Mizzou using? Since I have no idea. See, that's
1: university now. I'll bet it's probably Sprint. Now, my local high school, VM Buren, has a film class. <laughs> D76. Yes. Dectal. Standard Kodak fixer. Okay. Standard Kodak stop bath indicator. So, X-Tall. X-Tall for me. Well, thank you, Leslie. You're quite welcome.
0: So, Mr. Brown, 35mm film, Kodak X-Tall in the film photography store. Uh, you folks listening at home, or maybe newbies, or maybe people who don't listen at all,
4: think like... <laughs> Oh, you guys! You know what? <laughs> Even if you're not listening right now, That's pay
0: attention. Even right. if, if you're you not a listener, just, you guys are just like a you guys are just like an, an ad. You <laughs> like, what, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> We're not an ad. This is uh, not a uh, commercial program. And the FPP online store was created and is for listeners of this show. As a matter of fact, I just said to Matt Marosh on the phone just last week, I'm like, he thought I was was like crazy. He's like, you're talking crazy. I was (laughs) like, I'm going to put a password on the FPP store because it's like, I'm like, I don't want anyone going there that doesn't (sighs) listen to the show because now it's kind of catching on and more people are ordering it and they think it's like Amazon and it's not. So I get emails of like, can you reduce the shipping? Can I get free? Like, just
4: the store is for the you guys. You know what you could do is you could have a password on the site that changes every time there's a new episode. Somewhere in the episode <laughs> is
0: the password. <laughs> so you have to listen to be able to get in the site. It'd be
1: like Ooh. the Easter egg. Of exactly. Uh-huh.
0: Because, because the uh, FPP, this show. <laughs>
4: password is aardvark.
0: What show? <laughs> is, it's a club. This is a club. This is your photography club. It's for
1: you. It's not a gang. It's a, club. No, it's a club. It's a club. Yeah. And I'm uh-huh. not
0: offended when every six months or every year you see like, you know, I don't know, photo of whoever, or the mainstream sites mentioning, oh, you know, t- you know, these are all the independent films. Like, FPP never gets mentioned. And I think, oh, good. Because so I don't <laughs> want anybody to know. Because you guys, you're like, we're like, you know. You sa- wouldn't want
4: to join any club that would have you as a member.
0: Yeah, I mean we have uh, 11,000 likes on the Facebook, we have seven to 10,000 listeners of the show, that's you guys, and then I guess in the scope of the world, of the amount of people on this planet, that's relatively small, it is small.
1: But I wouldn't want to feed that many people. No. And that sounds pretty big
0: so this is all for you guys it's exciting because you can't just walk into any store go online you can't go on Amazon and get Mr. Brown 35mm film so it's all good it's all great I'm excited I'm excited that you guys are listening and this is what it's all about if it wasn't for you guys and all the wonderful beautiful feedback we get I would just hang it up
3: you know the fewer people outside the group that knows about that, these great films the more for us
0: that's right <laughs> that's right Speaking of correspondence, uh, you could uh, write to us at podcast.filmphotographyproject.com. At Here's a letter from our good pal Johnny Bryan.
1: Oh, God bless him.
0: He says, I was surprised to hear Mr. O'Brien mention David Plowden on FPP 150. I recently saw a show of his work at the Figue Museum in Davenport, Iowa. What show? That's F-I-G-G-E artmuseum.org. The show has images spanning his 60-year career, and it's worth a look if you are in the area. Another of his books that I recommend, Vanishing Point,
4: oh, yeah. w- which is a more good recent
0: movie. book. Uh, do you know about David Plowden?
4: No, it's, that's a good movie, though. Okay, It's about a car.
0: A more recent book that has images from his entire career. It also has a good interview and statement by Plowden in the book. He has some ex- excellent images. Sadly, I don't think... He makes images or prints in the darkroom anymore. He was planning on attending the show opening at the museum, but apparently was ill and could not attend. Keep up the excellent podcasts, Johnny Bryan. Thanks, Johnny.
1: Yeah, he is a super pal. FPP oh, yes. super pal oh, yeah.
0: by all means. Yes, FPP super
3: pal. Yep. And just, I saw and you, Johnny Bryan up at PhotoStock. Yeah. out did. of town.
1: Yeah, I've always oh. wanted to meet him. Did cool. You have a?
3: Uh, did you have a quick roundup for PhotoStock? Oh, if you give me a few minutes to get my wits together. No, we'll do it next it. show. Just belt yeah, it out. Next yeah, next show.
0: Because by next show, we'll be in November, and by that time, people are going to look forward to next year. Yeah, yeah. Great, great, great. Uh, we're going to come back in a few minutes and talk about a camera, and we'll be right back.
2: From Ansco, this year's big news and low-priced cameras. Now, every Ansco Cadet camera comes with an unconditional one-year guarantee. If for any reason, even for accidental damage your cadet fails to work properly, ANSCO will replace it for just a few pennies postage and handling. ANSCO quality makes this guarantee possible. And that's why only ANSCO dares make this offer. No wonder camera fans are excited about these ANSCO cadet cameras and camera outfits. Truly great values from $5.95 to $15.95. And here's more exciting news. Right now with this free coupon, you can save 75 cents off dealer price on this ANSCO Reflex cadet outfit. Save 50 cents on the Ansco Cadet and Cadet Flash outfits. Get your free coupon today at your Ansco dealers. Hurry, offer is limited. Ansco Cadet Camera Outfits. If it comes from Ansco, you know it's A+. This is Nicola, founder of Film Ferrania, and you are listening to the Film Photography Podcast.
0: Hey, we're back. Hey, let's do a Ferrania update. Ferrania. People may be asking, what is it? Like, what is it? What's going on? Hey, didn't I put money towards that? Yada, yada, yada. For people who don't know, what is Film Ferrania?
3: Film Ferrania is based in Italy. They are a group of uh, people who are trying to resurrect a film production facility in Italy and produce Ferrania film, which used to be under the name at one point of Solaris and 3M. And uh, they made were especially notable for their um, slide film, E6 film, and also they did C41 color film. And uh, they were the last place that I know of that made 126 cartridge oh, film. gosh, I hope they do again. That yeah. would be great.
4: So, Where is that machine? They, what warehouse is that
3: machine hiding yeah, in? Yeah, where is it? So they have been um, un- undergoing a project to uh, resurrect the... Uh, to rebuild a factory, really, and move equipment to to a new building and so forth um, in Italy. And they've been posting updates, and people have been wondering, you know, what's going on with these guys? Well, it, they've had a lot of infrastructure problems to deal with, and they've detailed those on their website, and they've been pretty pretty straightforward with all the problems that they've had to like crazy become. infrastructure like yeah. the government cut their water off because right. they oh. moved a road and yeah right. major stuff and then you had to because the where, where the power came in they had to locate things a certain way and oh we can't do that anyway they've had to deal with things that uh, would drive us crazy i'm sure if we had to do do so ourselves so but the latest update is that they've actually got a coding machine running yep. and they've been testing it out they are proceeding to keep going, and uh, hopefully, maybe by this time in the coming in next year, they will actually be pr- have product out there. We yeah. shall see. I hope so.
4: That Kickstarter was like a year or oh, something ago. Two, a couple years ago. <laughs> yeah, I've been waiting.
3: And, and I don't feel bad. I mean, for, no. for, it's, we know that when you contribute to a Kickstarter, there's never a guarantee that you're going to, to end up with a product, but these guys are earnestly trying to... Get, the fact, get their small factory up and running, and I wish them luck because we could use some color uh, film, uh, especially some color E6 film. It's a positive film, yes. Some positive film, and we're being super positive about this whole thing because we want them to succeed. That's right. Super positive.
0: And on top of that, they're not only making a 35 millimeter film, a 120. they're making
3: 120 and 35?
0: 35. Uh, 35 for now. Oh, they're doing 35 millimeter out of the gate. They're doing 35 millimeter. Get this, folks: <laughs> 16 millimeter, you know, for filmmaking, and Super Eight. Yeah. The Super Eight, I think, is going to be very popular because everyone's screaming, like <coughs> screaming for a positive Super Eight because you could project it.
4: Right. Yep. You could shoot it. That would and, be
0: amazing. And then have a show in your living room. Right. Or you could, you could still transfer it to digital and edit it. You know, as I do with my crazy movies. The last one of folks who really pay attention was, was Ortley Beach, 1986. You see that one?
4: I, I did, and I was <laughs> going to say, just today somebody commented on the funny sound effects you put in the Crab Fest movie. They liked that one. Oh, the Crab Fest? Yeah. On the, yeah. On, they actually commented? Uh, somebody in person said... Oh, in person. ...that they, they thought that the sound up effects to you on the were funny. Hey, hey, man, are you guys... Hey, like, you're the guy from that Crab Fest movie. Those sound effects were awesome.
0: Before I, uh, <laughs> I edited 30 years later... The Ortley Beach Trix I uh, shot at.
4: Hey, Mark's that's what's on your button.
0: Yes, at Mark's uh, Fest Crab Fest 2015, and that was
4: 2015.
0: 2015. That was a Kodak reversal film, I think. Mm. It was a Vision Three film. Okay, and I shot a few different cameras, and mm-hmm. I edited it together. And I'm just I'm I'm all up. F- <laughs> folks who are listening are not going to be surprised or shocked. I'm all about the sound effects. C41.
2: One two three, forget about it. Gossen Luna Pro F. One two three, forget about it. K14. C41. Gossen Luna Pro F. One two three, forget about it.
1: (laughs) When you say, but see, this is kind of a—you say Kodak reversal film. Yes. And we think reversal film when we. Think oh, I made that the wrong.
0: Actually, it's wrong, incorrect. Reversal would be the, ectochrome.
1: So when you process that, are you getting a negative or a positive first run?
0: I'm really gra- glad you brought it up because back in the day, be confused. Yeah. Reversal <laughs> film, Trix is reversal film yes. in filmmaking mm-hmm. because it makes a positive. So when you shoot Trix Super Eight, you get a black and white positive image
1: out of okay. the soup.
0: Out of the soup. Okay. okay. Why I don't know. <laughs> but
1: But normally it would have been done like on a negative because it would've been for a master to the contact v- is the old term but The Vision 3 th- film mm-hmm.
0: is as you know folks that have been shooting it, it's a negative film. Okay. So you would shoot a negative film whether you're shooting 8 super 8, 16mm or 35, which by the way Kodak make, makes all three. You're correct. You would shoot your movie. Let's say you're making a movie. like Even if it's a backyard epic like I shoot. Backyard epic. You go to the epic. lab. Let's say it's 16 millimeter. Mm-hmm. And they would make a work print. So they do a contact print and give you a positive so that you could
1: Now you edit. can see it. Yeah. You could okay. see it.
0: And this is old school. But uh, and you'd have uh, negative numbers uh, on, the, on the edges. There would mm-hmm. be edge codes. So when you're cutting your film, because it's a positive or your negative, edge codes match your negative. So you cut together your positive, and you'd be like, my, my masterpiece is done. Then you would give your positive to a, ne- a negative cutter. And it always See? be, for me, another nerdy kid that just happens, that's his specialty. Like, I'll mm-hmm. cut the negative. Everyone has their specialty, you know? And then they would match Negative
4: cutting—they'd be the negative cutter. Uh-huh. You have to do it very carefully. I you never yes. knew that.
0: I no, didn't I, I did either. Not know this. Yeah. Wow!
4: So you so that you need a nerdy kid. That's
0: the, you need the nerdy. That's the kid. secret. Uh huh. And then let's, let's not even talk about sound editing because you'd nope. be on this big steam back uh, board, and you'd you'd have to transfer your sound to mag stock,
6: mm-hmm.
0: and all, they'd all be running at the same time. It's just madness. Compared to today, folks editing on your Final Cut, yeah, <laughs> editing on your it's smartphone close on the to subway, anarchy, <laughs> yeah.
1: wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah it it's yeah.
0: incredible that any movie was ever made. But it is non—it is non-linear because you're cutting pieces of yes. film. I don't know how we got on this well, topic. No, but no it's no, it's, 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 it's,
1: linear. it's linear
4: because you said reversal. Yeah.
1: It's linear because you're actually handing rather than. Non- I taught nonlinear video editing, which meant
4: if you well if you no, shot it it's linearly, linear
3: because. You can cut and paste wherever you want. Yeah, you cut and paste well, wherever you want. That's true. That's
1: right. So okay.
0: when it, let's go back to 1986 when I shot the Tri-X movie. Mm-hmm. That was the summer. But in the spring, in, when I was in one of my uh, flop house apartments back then, uh, as a student, I would take little thin thin nails. And because it was a rented apartment, you don't think of these things when you're like 20. <laughs> I would nail against all the entire ceiling across the whole living room and I would be making my film, and I'd number it, the scenes, and then I'd hang them on the nails so that the whole movie was, was sprawled oh. out on all these nails. Then I took them off, and then a- oops, I edited them with splice tape in order, and then that's your movie. Brilliant. Everyone, here has their jaw dropped.
3: Like, <laughs> you know, just, just think, we had none of the social media and all these other distractions. So there was were, nothing. You, you were just mm-hmm. totally glued to this yep, project. Unless you left yes. the house, yep. that was or it. I didn't have a girlfriend, it,
1: anything. You nothing, just sat no home no. all day. <laughs>
0: the downside was back in the day. Didn't
1: have a girlfriend in <laughs> If you ask any person
0: that knew me back then, you know, a madman, I couldn't go to a social event, like a you know, friend has a party, like I'd show up my projector. Oh, I could see that. Oh, you could. That right? does not surprise me. Show Probably on his bicycle over there. In every yeah. party, I'd be projecting movies because Mark. There was no way to show right. you. Who's going right. to see it? Right, you have to project it. And it's 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 like mind boggling to anyone listening who's you know thirty or
4: under. Check you it could. out. It's Crabfest. Mike, this is a funeral. Please just put the projector
3: away. <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry, but take Crab the sheet Fest. off the casket. Come on, <laughs> Crabfest sounds like one of those one of those movies. Yeah. Crab yeah. fest. That's
6: <laughs> but enough. if you think it about it, you know for yeah.
0: for young people who are shooting uh little films or a, a feature independent feature film everything's democratic now like you could post your movie on Amazon and then as as democratic as it is there's so much media out there it's your responsibility to promote it self promote and do a road show and go on the road and mm-hmm. you know and then of course you you pray that it's a, a decent movie Excellent. Well, I'm, I'm very happy you guys are so interested in all this.
1: It was it's always something I dealt with because we didn't sell a lot of sixteen, but then there's a few people who were ordering tracks reversal. I don't know. I got I got Ektachrome 100, right? Type A or daylight. Which do you super want? Super eight or sixteen or both? I sold a little sixteen, but sixteen was usually sold on an order basis. But yeah. super eight. You know, you only had to quiz them. Ektachrome, Kodachrome. Daylight or tungsten? So more forty or a hundred speed? Yes.
0: Yeah. So Mark O'Brien, when Film Ferrani is like launching sixteen and Super Eight, it's madness. The Super Eight, not so much because this big comeback, which is actually another one of your topics of uh, Kodak. The, right. The, the, the you know we'll save that for next show. Yes, Mark.
4: I was going to say off off the record. Yes. Talking about this, you really should get in touch with the Mononowari guys from Brooklyn. Oh, you're right. Because now this is super hot.
0: Doesn't have to be off the record. Well. What are they called? Mono. Mono.
4: Like mono. E mono. Mono.
0: Oh. No. Mono. Aware. Mono no aware.
4: But it's pronounced mono no aware. Modern war. It's the FPP for motion And record. these are guys, you oh. talk a little
0: closer, far away from your mic.
4: Oh, I didn't know we were on the record here.
0: Oh, so, and these are guys who are shooting 16 and like, like, they're, processing they're, in a bucket.
4: They're the, not, not a bucket. I mean, they've got like the old Lomo spin. Yeah. Th- I mean, they are the FPP, but for 8mm and 16mm. So they're the ones that, they they give, they're based in Brooklyn, so they're right. across the world, but I mean, they give classes <laughs> on right. how to use these cameras, how to develop, how to shoot, you know, all this stuff, but they just focus on moving images. But I, I bumped into them two years ago. They did a thing at the Black Mariah. Oh, okay. So we went in and shot 16mm on Bolex cameras in the Black Mariah and then developed it and then screened the movies. Now, all because
0: there. they're very lo-fi, now? do they not... They're not on social media. They don't have a website. They are. They got a great. Uh, they think it's 1986.
4: No, no. They've got a great website, <laughs> and they, they offer classes. They sell cameras. They rent cameras. They they have. So a whole if you big go deal. to Mono Noaware online, I don't know what their website is, but yeah, if you search
0: Mondo No Aware, folks. Mondo No Aware. D. Is there a D? Know.
1: No, no D. Mono No.
0: By
4: the way, folks listening who want to pick up a oh, and a few FPPers have picked up a oh. Super 8 camera. It's so it's it's mononowarefilm.com, So M O N O, N O. A W A R E, film dot com.
1: There we
4: go. Uh, and they do field trips like the like the well the Black Mariah. So that's you go- Google it. The Google, Google. you yeah, Google, Google it. it, folks. The Black, it's per, you know it's spelled Maria. Has, Black to, do with, Maria. It has to do with Edison. Right? That was Edison. That was the world's the, first. That's where he used to sleep on his couch. Yeah, that was oh. that was the world's first yeah. movie studio.
0: These guys, I've seen lots of documentaries on the PBS. These guys were madmen. Edison. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Ford.
3: Yeah. yeah.
0: These were driven. These people were driven like like raging snow.
1: Yes. And because to the, the, the sacrifice of their because family. Because they were so
0: brilliant, they were mm-hmm. quirky and weird. Right. Yeah. Edwin yeah. Land. Edwin
1: Land. Another one. Yeah. Snow driving person.
3: Yeah. <laughs> and Edison <laughs> and and Edison and motion pictures are so linked. Yes. And it created oh, a whole yeah. industry. And of course, then it became they wanted to. Keep that industry and not let anyone else get in on it. And of course, once the genie is out of the bottle, you can't keep it. That is true. And that is uh, true. So yeah, well, uh, we have the think we have Hollywood because people wanted to go where there was lots of sun. And
0: Hollywood was he, over here first.
3: Well, he, over here first, but then the I, reason they had it wasn't ho- called Hollywood. It was yeah, Fort Lee, New Jersey. Fort Lee, yeah. <laughs> and then they two things they wanted to go out where they had more sun. But other thing was people set up competing industries out there, competing uh, equipment. They wanted far, to go squash it? And they and the guys from East wanted to go squash it. I bet
0: yeah. you they brought some guys from Brooklyn with them. I'll bet they did. Maybe. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, look at that. Film Stock
4: Distro. This will give you a boner.
1: A scroll <laughs> up. Picture. This is the FTP store for
5: motion. Look at all that.
4: <laughs> uh,
5: oh, no. No,
1: no, no.
0: Go, go no, go, no, no. Oh, Fuji no. Film. Look at all that. Ooh, okay. a- Agfa. Yep, yep, yep. Ooh, Oh, Vision 250D. Yeah. Oh, my God, they have everything.
4: Exactly. I told you, they're the More FPP than what they need from
1: the looks of it. 16, 8 and Super.
0: So I know there are some FPPers who picked up, a lot of FPPers picked up a Super 8 camera. It's an expensive hobby. It's, it's not cheap by any means. 16 is really, so take Super 8, you may say, oh, it's going to cost you like $80 per three minutes. 16, double it. Yeah. It's just double it. And then 35 Keep doubling.
1: What's, what's the smallest amount of 16 that you can buy? Is it 100 feet? feet? Yeah. Okay. Whereas, feet. of course, Super 8 yeah. regulator, the 50 feet yeah. units. Okay. And I'm, I'm
0: stoked about it. If I could just get my Bolex working. Bolex is a hand crank 16 millimeter camera. It's not working? Napa. No, it just has a gummy gate. I got two. You got two Bolexes? Yeah. 16? Uh-huh. Gummy gate? No, solid. I shot, as a matter of fact, the last roll I shot, which was last year at Smooth, I was, I was so excited. I had uh retrochrome in 16 millimeter, Processed beautifully, but the gate was gummy, so oh. you know, it gets stuck, so so the whole thing is a blur, each frame is a blur. Oh. Well, give
4: me that and I can I can fix it for you, but I can I have one that's yeah. like pristine in the box that I can loan you. So now I can add a topic that we talked about filmmaking. Filmmaking
1: 101.
0: 101 Film Ferrania, I am stoked when they, you know, get their uh their factory up yeah. and running. Uh, And, of course, the U.S. rep for Filmferania is none other than Mr. Dave Bias, the former VP of the Impossible Project USA. Mm -hmm. Oh. And I've taken some secret trips over the river to Manhattan and uh, sat and chatted with uh, Dave about this, that, the other thing. Cool. Yeah, I'm very excited. Thanks, Mark. Wow.
2: Home movies are getting better than ever. With the new GAF Super 8 movie cameras, they've got professional features like through-the-lens viewing zoom lenses, and through-the-lens automatic exposure meters. They let you do things professionals do without all the work professionals do.
4: Hey, we're back. What do you got? I'm not Mark O'Brien. Oh, Mark Delzell. (laughs)
1: Dang dang that coffee. Yeah, right?
3: <laughs> no more coffee for you. <laughs> right.
6: <Okay>. Booyah!
5: Wow! <laughs> this, this kicks like a mule. Wow! Tight, 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 yeah. Uh, wow! Damn, man, look at that, look! Booyah! Wow! <laughs>
4: uh, I've got another... Voitlander. I seem, you know, it just occurred to me recently that I apparently have been collecting. Vo- I'm into Voitlanders. I got the best R, the best T that I love. I've got a do Vito, a Vito B, a Vito Two. Say, do I need to cue the Corleone music? Yeah. All the Vitos. No, and, the, and then last time we talked about my VF 101, which I love. Yeah, check out the tattoo I got. Mm-hmm. What's this call? <laughs> What's this so call? I did the whole chest. This one. <laughs> this is the Voigtlander Vito. I'm gonna
5: make
0: him an offer he can't refuse.
4: Oh. Full stop. Why did you tell me to cue the music? Oh. Cue, cue the music, Mike. Here we have the Voidland of Vito.
3: The original Vito? This is Mark
0: the Mark first. Dan- Mark yeah. Dalzell. I'm going to make you an offer you can't refuse. Tell us about the Vito. Good name, a good camera.
3: This
4: is, this is the original. And these were originally produced from in 1939, 1940. Designed to run 828 film. Whoa. So it is an 828 camera. But just as the camera, just as the camera was about to come on the market, everyone realized, "Hey, 28's kind of stupid." Um, so it, at the last second, it was sort of half acidly modified to be 35. So it's, it takes 135 cartridges. It's a 135 camera, but it doesn't have the sprockets on it. Right. This, is, this 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 camera uses sprocketless film. Yes. Oh, I have some stuff for you. So that's what this is. It's a sprocket. So I just put a roll of 35 through it. um, And it will... It does have a frame counter, and it does stop on the frames, but it's a friction stop. It's not a sprocketed stop. Does it... Is it a little wider? Does it shoot on where the sprocket area would normally be, or no? It doesn't, because that that was the one modification they made to the camera was they did reduce the um, mask size to be 24 by 36 or whatever, you know, standard size. Originally, it was designed to be... 26 by 38 or whatever. Will 828 a, will A28 fit in there? Or no? Uh, I mean, the, physically the film will fit. It's got, it's got the little secondary sprocket here. I mean, the spool that you can put it on. But it's designed to take a 135 cartridge. Gotcha. It's not designed to take an 828 spool anymore. So it was modified from that sense. But um, yeah, otherwise it's kind of interesting. So you can, yeah. you could load up a 35 millimeter cartridge. You could load up a 135 cartridge with 828 film. But or just why rocketless film? Yeah, right. But the, Which there is film. Some. Yeah. Yes, there is. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so you could, but it's not going to do anything different because you're not getting uh, the bigger image anyway. So anyway, that's my point. But um, yes. Yeah. so this, like I said, this came out uh, 3940. They stopped production during World War II, and it was reissued again starting in 47. So 47 to 50, uh, they produced it again. That's what this one was. So the the first version you can spot them. It has a little hinged yellow filter. That you could fold over the lens. This is the second generation, which does not have that. Um, Do you think
1: the first generation used an uncoated lens, maybe? Thus the yellow filter, and then the second had a it coated? It's
4: possible.
1: Um, Interesting I'm looking to concept see why they did that. The, actually, I have the specs
4: on it. I, I don't think so because. Well, it doesn't. I guess the original version used a scope R. 50 millimeter oh. lens, and the second version is also listed as having a Scope R 50 okay. millimeter. So it might have been the exact same lens. Yeah, the, the, the front of it was designed a little more because you didn't get your focus ring. So yeah, the, the, it was available with a variety of different lenses and different shutters. The one I have here happens to be that Scope R 3.550 um, and a Compure Rapid shutter. So um, mm-hmm. mine will do everything from bulb one second all the way up to f- a 500th, and I've got 3.5 to 16 for apertures. Uh, it does have, like I said, a frame counter on the back. It has a body-mounted shutter, so you have to manually cock it on the front, but then it's got a, a body trip, which is kind of nice. So it feels good to actually shoot it. Oh, see, it's got a uh, dual-exposure lock, so you actually actually wind it with film in it to make it shoot. Uh, it does have a cable release on the front. No flash contacts or anything. There's no cold shoe. There's no nothing. This was from the 40s, so uh, you're kind of on your own for that. But uh, it's a nice compact little folder. Uh, this one works pretty smoothly. It folds up. You know, you can slip it in a pocket. Pops open. Any questions?
0: Yeah, I have a lot of questions. But I think Leslie
4: has a question. Did I
0: shoot no, with I it?
1: No, I asked it. Got it. Have you
4: shot with it? I have shot with it. I haven't actually... De- I just finished the roll while we were sitting here, so... Black and white or color? Black and white. You'll be... Sh- uh, you'll roll be, a burger. Y- oh, burger. Burger 400. And you'll be
0: uh, developing that in X-Tall?
4: I'll be developing an X-Tall possibly tonight. Possibly tonight.
0: 68
1: tomorrow. degrees, 8 to 10 minutes. Yeah, give a take. massive develop burger and get a...
4: What whatever um, ki- whatever temperature my kitchen is today right. is the temperature that I'll be developing at.
0: <gasps> and uh, why? Sorry, seem- Matt. Don't listen to that part. You, lastly- <laughs> seem, you seem very uh, attracted to the Voigtlander. What, what brings you to like these
4: Voigtlanders? They just keep seem to be falling into my lap. I, I actually never other than like the typical you know the Bessa four point five or you know the old folders. Those popped up at flea markets from time to time. But in the last year or so, I. I have suddenly accrued like another four or five of these. So the VF-101 we talked about last time, which I love, coincidentally. Um, and the BESA-R and the BESA-T, which are the newest cameras I own from like 2001, are amazing little rangefinders. And then, uh, yeah, this, this one's just, like I said, sort of fell into my lap. And I like the, when I first got it, I loaded it up, I was shooting with it, and the frame spacing wasn't working right. And I thought, like I could tell, it's supposed to count it because it's got a frame counter on the front. But I was just kind of guessing the wind. And once I got about ten pictures in, suddenly something unstuck and it started working. So something was gummy in there. But but uh, now it's working fine. Um, so it's it, just the sort of the quirkiness of it—the fact that it's, you know, it takes it can take unsprocketed film and it has mm-hmm. this sort of uh, friction frame counter is sort of interesting i like weird stuff like that so it appealed to me in that sense i, I haven't used a f- an old tiny manual camera like this for a while so it's a lot of like okay go to take my picture oh yeah i gotta cock it right go to take it. oh wait oh, i gotta focus it right you know it's got five or six different things that you have to remember to do before you shoot with it so it's it's definitely not a beginner's camera but it's fun to shoot with and i like how compact it, it folds up and uh, hopefully i'll find out in the next day or two that it actually shoots in focus and right and it'll be incredible so w- sure. the, w-
3: the way these Voightlanders keep landing in your lap, should you just call them Laplanders.
0: <laughs>
5: oh.
6: <laughs>
3: <laughs> Here's a quick
0: letter from thank you, Mark. Uh, thank you, Mark Dalzell. Thank you. Here's a quick email from Lance Foster with his uh, Hawkeye brownie images. He says. Thank you for inspiring me to express myself with film again. Your show about the Kodak Hawkeye stirred up something inside me I lost a long time ago. I took a $10 eBay Hawkeye camera from the 50s that was in a new box unopened. This whole process took a lot of faith for me to shoot my first roll of film in 12 years. Because I've never shot 620 film, I used Ektar film, good choice, which I have never used before, in a camera I have never used before, flip the lens, which I have never done, Wow! and then I use a lab I've never used before. <laughs> Darkroom.com, by the way. Mm. Good choice. Yeah, good choice. Here are a few images I thought I, I thought you may like. These images are straight from the camera. No program was used to correct them. Uh, all in the same role and in different towns. Feel, feel free to share them. And they are, like, for example, you see... Because uh, Lance flipped the lens, you get like a you get like a sharp image in the middle, but everything else on the outside is all like super blurry, yeah, right, so that's a lot of fun. I really recommend the Brownie Hawkeye camera because it's a simple camera to use, it's an easy camera to use. Many of them have a flash attachment, yep which many times is in perfect working order. Flash bulbs are pretty easy to find. they're uh,
1: also very easy to take apart and clean. Yes. Yes. Yeah, it's nothing like you open it up and things start flying all over and you have to call up Mark DeZell and beg a repair. Right. Because you don't know where things are going. Right. Yeah, it
3: got two or four screws and it you, comes apart into three oh pieces God, in your you know, set. Yeah.
1: Exactly. They are. That's uh, a very good recommendation for a and camera. And they're,
3: they're sturdy cameras. Yep. And there's so many of them, they're dirt cheap.
1: And there's so many of them, too, that if you want to custom paint one, you don't have to feel yes, bad about that's ruining right. something. Yeah,
4: yeah. Oh, but let me say, if, flipping the lens is fun, but if you want to do that... Before you take the lens out, put a little piece of tape or something on the lens, so when it accidentally falls out onto the desk, you then don't have to waste a roll of film trying to figure and out that, if it was in right and or not. That, ladies and
1: gentlemen, is a brilliant single fame <laughs> idea. <laughs> <laughs> I never thought of that because I have done that so often. So many times,
4: yeah. I've gone to fix the camera and pull the lens out, and then thought, "Oh, I which know. way did that element go uh-huh. in?" Yep.
6: Uh
0: huh. And of course, uh, six twenty spools from the film photography project. They're super cheap. If you want to get any roll of 120 film and at home in your dark room, it may seem like a chore, but it's really not. I but, could.
1: But uh, what if I don't want to do it?
0: Go right to film photography store. We have every possible flavor you can imagine, and uh, it's ten bucks a roll. I do all the. I do all the hard work. There you go. Yeah, uh, 620 film uh, is always always very satisfying because there's so many so many good cameras. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're box cameras, right. but they give a very old timey. Sort of like
3: 1950s kind of image because yeah. those lenses were all... And some of the Argus, like the oh, Argus 75 yes. and some of the other Flexes take 620 film, So it's, it's really fun to be able to use those again. You Ar- couldn't resist mentioning Argus. Well, I can't. You know, I'm, I'm sorry. I have to now and then. But the Argus 40 is even better because it does have adjustable aperture and... And shutter speeds, so that's, that makes it even better.
0: Mark O'Brien is from Ann Arbor, Michigan, of course, home of the Argus Museum. Yeah, it and home is. Home of Argus. And you could uh, Google search Argus Museum and come up with the site. And yes. And, of course, if you're going to visit Ann Arbor...
3: Besides calling up Mark O'Brien. Oh, <laughs> well, please don't call me. But you can go to 525 West William Street in Ann Arbor. And that's, where the, that's where the Argus Museum is located. Or... Uh, you can email Cheryl Chidester. Yes. And she's the curator of the Argus Or if Museum. you want
0: to visit a camera store,
4: where would you go in Ann Arbor? Camera Mall. Camera Mall. Awesome. They have a giant Argus C3 that is worth the price alone. Of admission. Of admission. Your was, face lit I up like a Christmas thing. tree.
0: That man. was the you, coolest you, thing you ever. i were so happy to see that. So many of our listeners uh, use autofocus SLRs. Let's open up like kind of a group oh, yeah. discussion. Mark's going to lead it because today, uh, you know, before we uh, record, we go through uh, do- school donation cameras and usually have a lot of fun, and a lot of grief. Autofocus SLRs, the good, the bad, the ugly. Uh, some were made real well. Some were made like garbage.
3: Yeah. One of the things that a lot of uh, people make the mistake of doing and they think, Oh, I want to shoot film, so I have to get an old camera. Right. And you don't. I mean, they, the the most recent autofocus 35 millimeter SLRs. Well, there's still there's still some that are being made. The Nikon F6 is one. But we won't. Need to, we don't need to talk about that. We can talk about things that are much less expensive. Basically, all the functions that you can do with a an old fashioned manual camera, and let's say something like a Pentax K1000 or a Nikon FM or a Canon uh, FTB or something like that, you can duplicate all those functions just by turning your switch on your on your cameras to manual and you can do all those things you've got a meter in the camera that shows you what your exposure is going to be like and it will tell you if you're over and under little lcd screens will tell you all kinds of things But the other important thing is that these autofocus cameras are generally much more similar to your autofocus digital cameras that you may also be familiar with. Oh, yes. And so if you're used to handling a digital SLR, handling a film SLR is really no different. Instead of being able to set your ISO to anything you want, you you set your ISO to the film that you're using. And other than that, all the functions are the same. And sometimes you can share the lenses and all that, so... And in many ways, it's a much better investment for someone who may only have modern lens, autofocus lenses, buy a used autofocus SLR. And the other thing is, because so many of these were made, many of these autofocus SLRs are really, really cheap you can pick up like a Canon EOS Rebel sometimes for less than the cost of a probably a, a venti whatever <laughs> at Starbucks and you know
5: caramel venti yeah half, caramel, half, 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 half calf with, half decaf yes. uh, uh, with oat so
3: milk yes and and so you can you can really get some bargains on the other hand some of the some of the um upper Echelon versions of these AF SLRs still command a pretty decent price, but in many cases they're they're actually worth it because some of them are fantastic cameras. They have spot metering and multiple zone metering and all kinds of things like that. Bra- auto bracketing. Dial I- down to ISO six. Yes. I start. The, uh, yeah, you know, I start. So there's things. and mm-hmm. so that gives us basically four camera brands to look at that had AF AF versions. Oh, yeah, and Olympus had some, but nah, they... See,
1: Olympus started it.
3: No, they didn't. Yeah. Autofocus? <laughs> <laughs> they made the Pen- first
1: consumer. What? Pentax started it. They made it the, with the batteries in the lens, AF. Oh, okay. okay. The, the OM88s and 77s okay. and... And no one ever sees those. I have a couple, oh, of okay. course, okay. but...
4: Uh, Leslie and her Olympus.
1: That's yeah. right. Her Olympi.
3: She had to no get her Olympi. Olympus in. Aside from the Olympus 88, because the other thing is there are no autofocus other lenses that were made that are being made today that fit those, right? That's correct. That's right. Absolutely. So they're Mm -hmm. basically dead-enders. But so you've got Canon, you've got Nikon, and Pentax, and Minolta. And so if you're using a Sony Alpha mount camera... Um, it's the same as the Minolta Maxim
1: mount, mount A, and the a, a, a mount. mount. Yes, mm-hmm.
3: you've got some choices out there. And as we've been going through doing these marathon sessions of getting cameras ready for schools, we've had a lot go through our hands, mm-hmm. and uh, our hands were turning turning black and black with all the goo and everything. But a lot uh, of
4: Nikon N twenty twenties. and yes. Minolta seven thousands. Yes, and and so <laughs> you
3: can also get a feeling for you know what what people were using a lot of. And so we all have our favorites, and and since I'm a Nikon guy. I'm a
1: of guy. I'm
4: a Oli
3: guy, girl. <laughs> yeah. I'm a non-autofocus
4: guy. But but I had to
1: switch <laughs> up because of the Olympus ollies didn't maintain. Uh, so
3: we've got our favorites, and we can certainly tell you which ones to avoid. And the thing is... I can tell you what auctions to avoid. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> what auctions to avoid. And, and the other thing there is because they are cheap enough, to you can maybe build a small stable of ones that you like and then you know have one kind of film in one, one kind of film in another. And I'll start with Nikon, and I can tell you the ones that I think are good value for what you get and which ones are most also the most um, durable and, and utilitarian because Nikon had a habit of, at a certain point, They started producing two levels of cameras, or actually three levels of cameras. They had the consumer, the prosumer, and then, of course, the professional cameras. So something like a Nikon F5 would be their pro version of an autofocus SLR. The F100 would be the prosumer version, and maybe the N80 is the consumer version of of that same line of, 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 of cameras, given that time period. But in the beginning, a lot of their autofocus cameras took any lens that Nikon made. They took uh, manual focus lenses, and they took autofocus lenses. They metered with everything. And one of the things that you find is that the, the consumer-level cameras, the more recent versions that were made, uh, such as the, N- the N60, the, the um, N50, the N55, the N65, the N80, did not, do not meter with manual focus lenses, they have to have all the electrical contacts of the lens to 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 be able to, to give you a proper exposure. You can still shoot them in manual mode if you want, but you don't manual. get any metering information. So, but if you all you have are autofocus lenses, go for it. And then you go down to um, another camera, the N90, which if you find one in really good working condition, they're excellent buys because. That you can buy a vertical grip for them. makes it oh. really mm-hmm. very, pro- very professional, I We've well, seen
0: all these cameras in the school
3: donations. Yes, I've seen a lot of these. And the, N- the N90s and some of the other um, Nikons sometimes suffer from the covering getting kind of s- sticky feeling. Yeah. And that's not so hot. But We've got to find a fix for that. Yeah, there should be something. Like you can spray People it with something. People or something.
1: baby wipes to get the stickiness off.
2: Yeah.
4: Does I'm it come tra- off? I, I've never been able to get it off. Uh, it seems like it's ingrained.
1: Uh, some of that, you know, that turns that white color too. Yeah,
3: yeah. It's and just I, the rubber, the material oxidizes. But I did
1: get it off. Yeah.
3: yeah, it's a,
0: it's a very horrible feeling. It's yes. a sticky. Yeah. Like you don't want to handle it. Right. That's why I'm wondering Is if it you it. can
4: coat, like if you could, if you could lacquer it, pretty, like yeah. cover, it. cover it with something, yeah, or gaffer tape. just put gaffer. Tape ah, there. okay. Awful. <laughs> and then,
3: then they, of course, some of these um, cameras have are fairly plastic body, but they have metal chassis. But then you have the earlier versions, such as the N2002 and N2020. Yep. Those are metal-bodied cameras with a little bit of a plastic shell about them, but they're certainly metal-bodied. But if I were to pick a, autofocus, a couple st- stellar examples of Nikon autofocus SLRs for, for a film user, I would, my list would be the N8008. Um, it's got a fantastic high eye-point viewfinder, much like the Nikon F3 HP and the F100. Um, it accepts 3HP. manual and, and autofocus lenses. Um, it's got center-weighted metering and, and, and so forth. And uh, if you have an 808S, it also includes spot metering. So that would be one. And they're, they're also dirt cheap. They take four AA's to power them. No special batteries. The F100 would be the next one on my list as a super camera because it is, it is um, equal in every way to the F5 in terms of what it can do. It may not be as um, rugged as the F5, but it's a fantastic camera. Hmm. And then if I was to look at um, going down the list a, little bit, a little bit for something that was uh, more the consumer types, I would say the N65 is the one I would look at because it's very lightweight. It's a lot like a Canon Rebel, but it's certainly a very capable camera. It has different exposure modes and all that. So those are three cameras I would look at the most if I were looking for a used Nikon. And uh, other people may certainly have their favorites, but those are the ones that stick with me, and then we have uh, Pentax, and Minolta, and Canon, and I'm sure you guys have some other ideas about those.
0: I do have plenty of ideas about those. <laughs> good or bad. <laughs> uh, I enjoy shooting all the Canon EOS cameras except for one, and that's and it's just by uh, it's just by experience. It seems I can't find a Canon EOS S, just a single S. That works. It's a very, to me at least, it's a very poorly made, easily, easily busted. Is that a rebel? Camera. It's a rebel. Okay, the rebel. S. S. But the X S I enjoy. I have two. Oh, I okay. own two or three XSs, and I think they're they're smaller, they're a later model. Um, so I, I'm not going to say avoid it, but uh, when you're buying on eBay. Uh, just you know always ask if it's actually in working order if the if if the seller doesn't know if it's in working order see if they'll take it back
3: for, as soon as you get it, test a test roll through it i always like the elan 2s i yes. like that they're very attractive cameras and they they have really nice features yeah
0: i always, i call them the canon uh, eos elan <laughs> There's the elan and elan 2 now of the nikons which like which ones are you know avoid or there are which are, ones
3: to avoid um, there's back in the early 80s or mid-80s, they, they were putting, or late 80s, I guess, um, there was a, a series, there's like the 4004, the 6006, um, and then they did the 8008. The 4004 and the 6006 were the consumer different models for sure, and the 8008 was much improved. I would stay away from um, also the N2020 that's sort of a... It's sort of kludgy. But the other well, one I think. That's an interesting word. It is. I, I, the one I would stay away from for certain would be the N70. Okay. Because that one had a bizarre series of, of controls for doing things that, didn't, that was not in the same mold as all the other Nikons. Um, the nice thing i like about most Nikons, you pick them up and all the controls are where they're supposed to be they did not do that with the n70 nor did they do it with the n50 which was their had little buttons they were trying you know it was the age of oh we've got all these auto things let's see what works right, right. and and, to, and then once they decided okay, we, we're going to get away from these little dial things and then go to little keypads and so forth. Um, they finally eventually figured out which ergonomics worked the best and what people liked, and they stayed with that. So you can pick up a Nikon F100 and basically a D300, and it's the same darn controls for the most part. You know where everything is.
1: Yeah. And I
3: can, I know Canon went through that same thing too. They would move things around, and and uh, which is, you know, if, if you're used to, picking up a certain model and all of a sudden you pick up one just a little bit different it takes you a little bit of time to get used to it
4: let me ask a question yeah the last five minutes i feel like you're talking a different language i don't understand i i have shot a roll through a minolta 7000 that's my mm-hmm. toe into the autofocus world but i've never even shot an autofocus camera before other than that when i look at these nikon cameras some of them are gold there's pentaxes there's whatever even in the minolta line i see like a 500 si and a 6000 and a twenty one and I don't know what any of them mean what's the what's the general pattern do you like can you can you sum up like nikon the n means this and the bigger the number means no. this and the same with like is there no. any rhyme or reason to it? it it seems like it's random
3: i it seems to me they they did the same thing with their digital series too because their first one of their first camera was the Nikon d one hundred, which was nowhere near as as good as i think that the D70 in many respects, but it was the
1: same megapixels right. and all So it is just as random as it, it seems It's just to. as <laughs> random. Not <laughs> necessarily, though. Such as the 7,000. There was a 3,000? 5,000, 7,000. Higher right. up number in the line, the better the camera. Yeah.
4: But, the, but so, I know that they then they jumped around to all the different. Every time they came out with a new series, they kept changing the numbers.
1: They did. Um, at one point, then, they went to maximum 7. Right. And then they did the... Um, XTSIs and that kind of thing, the the three hundred, the four hundred series SIs. i like to
0: be at those meetings when they're actually coming up yeah. with like the the the, the marketing meetings. Where some, oh, they just do this. Go, where the brilliant person this. comes in and is like, oh,
1: we're
4: gonna now be seven. It's right. just hard to keep track. of You know when yeah, it's like what? It's like cars. I always notice American cars. They call it the Cougar, the Thunderbird, the yeah. Bronco. With like German cars, it's the. LS480. Like, what does right. that mean? You like, are right about that. Lexuses yeah. and infinities, and they always have numbers. I don't understand. Yeah. So you can't keep track of what's what.
3: Yeah. And I think some of that is so much key, keyed up into marketing, you know, as they figure. Yeah, exactly. And, so they also got on this track, I've, as we talked about before, of companies like Minolta having to say, we need to have a new model every yes. turnover, every every <laughs> yeah, year or two. Something new to put, and, right? And, and that, was, right.
1: that was Minolta's thing. Every two years, we're going to make a slight model change. It gets a new number because they think it's a new camera. Whereas companies like Olympus, my gosh, they make the OM-1 for how many? the decades. then change that quick until... They started into the point and shoot and then more of that happened but, well that's how they all
4: you know that's how they all were with like made, f you know like for, yeah for the, nikon years. F, the f2 the yeah. f3 they made those for decades yes yeah because mm-hmm. they were great and then suddenly every year they're coming out with something new and but they slightly other, changed the ergonomics of it or change mm-hmm. the case or change the color and they, yeah. all, they all look the same to me
3: but the other part of that if you look at when you're looking at the professional end professionals want to know if i go and buy a nikon f3 hp it's exactly what I expect, a Nikon F3 HP or a Nikon 4 or F4 or whatever. That doesn't have to change too much because it might improve the features slightly within, within that lifetime of the camera by maybe adding a new finder that they might add on or something like that. But with the, the consumer end, they, that's their big engine in terms of generating profits. So they want to have, okay, I've got a Nikon FE. All right. Now we have an F E two which has got this little extra exactly. added planned and then, obsolescence. And, and, and right. If, and, and of course as we look back, some of these models like the F like the F M or the F M two N in, in my are, are are such different different cameras, meaning the F M two N is a one four thousandth of a second shutter speed, which mm-hmm. is amazing. The F M just has up to a thousand, but there but with the also the shutter sync speed on the F M two N is one two fiftieth. Um, for flash so it's got all these major improvements but then that was like the sort of this is the manual camera i carry as a pro when all my other stuff breaks Mm -hmm. right so it was a much better camera but when you got into the plastic era where all the cameras start looking really started looking the same right certainly Um, they just change the name a little bit and maybe they add or delete a feature on one thing or the other and again it's all driven by Let's see what we can sell the consumers this holiday season. Yeah, put it in a box with add an extra thing. But you know? your
0: point about digital and film, uh, at least in the Canon EOS series, if you own a, a Canon EOS digital camera, if you buy a film body, you're going to know every right. Se- it's all it's exactly the same, right.
3: and that's a beautiful thing if you want to try film. Right, and it is. So if you've got a Nikon digital or a Canon digital or a Pentax digital, you can or a Sony, you can go buy their counterparts in film and be pretty sure that almost everything you have with lenses, as long as the lenses are not made for a cropped APS-C sensor, which will not work on a film camera because it'll still work, but you're you'll have part of your image cropped out because it's not covering up. It's not the worst thing in the world. No, no it could be worse. Because you see it through the viewfinder. Yeah. yeah. So there's no surprise. But, but, it, it, but there's so many AF lenses out there, you can try them and, right. uh, and have fun.
0: And if you're a real crazy person, you can buy a APS ah, film ah, camera ah. and use your Canon EOS lenses. And of course, it's totally confusing because APS <sighs> in <laughs> digital right. is, a, is a common people call it aps sensor right and as matt mirage says it's based on the aps frame Mm -hmm. aps film but we're not going to talk about that today advanced photo system people may say well why you hold your head in your hands why 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 would i buy an autofocus camera for me at least personally it's the perfect camera if you're going to visit your family because you can hand the camera to aunt linda and i can't vouch for their framing but everything will be in focus. Right. Yeah, absolutely. It's very yeah. easy for them. And
4: that's how, you know, I, I shot a roll through that 7,000. I tied a knot in the neck strap to make it shorter, <laughs> and now my five-year-old daughter uses it. And she loves, I put it on fully continuous, and she loves walking around the house, <laughs> being fashion show. She loves it. With no film in it. With no, I, She has shot a roll of film through it, but yeah, normally with no film. I think the 7,000 takes four AAA batteries, so it's easier to yeah, reload with batteries yeah. when she kills it. And she just, that's her camera. She loves right. it. <laughs> and you know, speaking of being able to focus, I, have, I happen to have my Canon AL1 here that oh, I was going to talk about sometime, but
1: that'll roll right in. This, this is
4: you know what I thought well, you we're, we're going to talk about is, next show. Well, I was just going to mention, but yeah, okay. Well, we can talk about it next yeah. show. But yeah, this this has a cool feature but for fo- that exact problem. But folks
0: listening, autofocus cameras—do you shoot them? Do you hate them? Do you love them? Let us know. Let us know. Podcast at filmphotographyproject.com. dot com. Uh, we need do need to go this show. We, we do want to hear. This from has been you. like two and a
4: half hours now. It hasn't been
0: that long. <laughs> people, people at home, are like, yeah, two and a half hours. There was an FPP episode. I don't know when. Yeah. You guys listening would know more than I because you listen to the back catalog. This is a show that's like over three hours. It's back in the back in the day.
4: But we could keep doing that. I mean, we're that's crazy. We have a table of stuff in front of us. We, we could do. keep talking we're for like five out. hours.
0: Uh, we do have to go. Sorry. Uh. I feel bad. <laughs> wow! <Wah. laughs> <laughs> <laughs> I
1: feel bad because we didn't get to talk about good Minolta AFK. Win- oh,
5: that's
4: a whole next episode. Yeah, we're no, that was a
1: ties in what's good what's bad. Oh, well, what's, but what's good what's, good, what's, what's bad? Drop that in. I love the Maxim Six Hundred SI, and a lot of people did because there was that button thing that was Mark was talking <laughs> about. There's oh. no. There's no buttons or menus. Everything is a dial, so it felt more like a traditional camera. Oh, menus
4: are the worst when menus I'm trying to shoot. Menus are the worst. Oh. I
1: mean, with little fingers or big fingers or whatever. I'm trying to get pe- the shot, and I'm like is, six menus that deep. That was a wedding yeah. camera. A lot of them used that as the first autofocus oh, really? wedding camera. Mm. Um, and the Maxim 7, also incredibly well-built autofocus. Not 7,000, um, but the 7. Mm-hmm. And then... Um, I have never really used Canon too much, but I got this one in a box of that I bought for parts.
4: This EOS A2E,
1: also known as I believe the EOS Five.
4: Well, Mike is the is the
0: this EOS expert at the table. Is fantastic!
1: Yeah. I love this camera, and I don't know if it came with this lens nice or where lens. it came that, That's from. a
0: much that's a nicer. 28 to,
1: this is a 28105 you know. USM Canon lens. This thing works wonderfully okay. in limited light, low light. What kind of film is Does it in there right now? Uh, Portra 400. Oh, how about that? And um, you know, I've really gotten attached to that camera. I like that camera. When
4: he just said what kind of film is in there, it actually shocked me for a second. I'm like, oh, yeah, right, that's a film camera. Because I just look at that and I see DSLR. <laughs> yep. Right, well,
3: he has his DSLR sitting on the table. I've shot do. Well, that's for, with that in low that's light for official raining, purposes.
1: and yes. I really like that camera. That is my go to Canon camera. Oh. So that would be one that I would highly recommend if you're going to buy a Canon. And I could
0: tell you we talked about like what junk to look for. The ca- the Canon EOS S that I've been like, you know, you know, poo-pooing. It's it's it feels like junk.
3: Is the S stand for any other word? Yes. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but folks scrap. Stand. This EOS A2E, yeah, e, like just, this feels <laughs> it's good. Meaty. Yes. This feels really <laughs> now, good.
1: Now, what some may f- think is a disadvantage to that camera, and because I've always used a lot of Minolta's, oh. it didn't work at all at first. Oh. This is, it, it's great. Yeah. This motorized makes flash the CR5 cool. battery. That is that big, oh, yeah. double, what, $7 battery? $16 battery. battery yeah. No. It's no. Five or six bucks. But all right. That was the battery that was almost um minolta almost built all of their autofocuses around so i was used to it and always That's had a nice them. camera so it's simple it did not bother me do, do you Excuse own any
0: said. did you go like what well, i did did you go lens crazy like i went no. i went
1: because people give me this crap oh like jim austin sent me a beautiful 28 millimeter for this it's a one eight. Oh, strictly wow it's most a, of these it's a little sigma 20 nice. 28, 28 one eight? Twenty-eight one-eight, wow. isn't that beautiful? Most nice. of these
0: cameras, I'm guessing, this is for the Canon, the Nikon's, the Minoltas. They come with kind of like a
3: like a twenty-eight to one hundred five. A little kit lens. They yeah, would call kit this lens. Very appealing. Thirty-five to eighty for the, for yeah. Canon, mm-hmm. and thirty-five to seventy-five. For and the it's Nikon. not
1: common to see the straight fifties. I have them for some of my autofocuses. Yeah. I don't know that I do for this, but
3: you
0: can go a little kooky, and you could you know you buy, could. You, could buy a, you could buy a fifty one point two one point four. You could buy an 85 yeah. millimeter lens. You could buy a wide angle.
1: And some of those earlier AFs needed a lot of light. Right. The more modern ones, it's not really a big deal, but um, it, it was on the early, so those faster lenses were essential, but...
3: We still didn't talk about the Minoltas. oh, did we?
1: I did. Yeah, a little she bit. touched on it the there. Minolta six hundred and the seven. Skipped past
4: it to get yeah. to yeah. Canon. Canon,
3: yeah, yeah, because the, the the later Minoltas, the lower, like the XTSIs, they're really plasticky. Very much, and they but and they had others a, in the series yes, like everyone else did. And but. when I go into the resale shop at the like the Kiwanis place, they have at least half a dozen of those XTSIs with no lenses on them because people can use those lenses on their Sony right. Alphas. Yeah, yeah.
1: I, I shot. Many and many a wedding with that Minolta 600 SI. because uh-huh. if I'd have someone going with me, it was easy for them. I could set it up, go didn't have to worry about them if they freaked about focus or something because it would get it.
0: Now, if you folks can hold on for mm. two weeks,. Two weeks. Two weeks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hold the breath. <gasps> in the meantime, go to the FPP online store, buy some Mr. Brown 35 millimeter films, 299 in a roll, buy some chemistry we also carry tanks and reels 120 film, 620 film, 4x5 film. It is the place to go for film. It's our it's our own secret little store. That's right. So if you're listening to this broadcast, if you're listening this far into the show, seriously, folks. What show? If you no, if, if you're like, you know, what are we? Hour if they're hour still one,
4: listening, they already know about the FPP store. Okay, I'll shut up. <laughs> hey, I'll see you in 2 weeks. <laughs>